The RPG Show presents A Fate Core Campaign Can a balance be struck between science and mysticism? What truly lies in the impenetrable space between the specks of light in the sky? Can three unsuspecting heroes stem the tide of impending evil? Will light find a way to fight back the cold, threatening darkness of space? Find out on this episode of The Dramada Adventures. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show Presents. This is a little offshoot of the main show where we sit around and play tabletop games. Right now, we're playing Fate, but without too much further ado, we'll get right back into the action where our heroes left off last time on their way to the Red Door. What could that mean? I don't know. That was dramatic. But anyway, here we go. Okay. So, um, you guys head off towards uh, the Red Door. Um, it takes a little walking to get there. It's a... Uh, little you know through a little this little that but you've you've been there before you know um yo man let me get 52 cents <laughs> hey man hey man you want you want to buy me a cigar um he finds you you find your way to the red door um as you walk up it is you're walking down actually a pretty well lit um alleyway in the lower reaches of the crow district um and you see two very large gentlemen standing next to a simple door. But the only thing distinguished about the door is at one point it was painted bright red. But that is sort of faded and it's sort of um, blotchy. So think like um, like the eroded paint you see on the sides of like... Um, like spaceships and science fiction movies where it's kind of gotten dinged up and like there's metal showing a little rust. But at one point it was a very bright red door. I approached the door. Um, the two gentlemen to each side sort of sort of zone in on the door a little bit and look down at you expectingly. Good afternoon. They don't say anything. Uh, I, there's two guys, right? Mm-hmm. I pull out two silver marks and hand them one to each of them. They take them and step aside. Ah, gesture to Satan. All right. So um, they sort of they sort of look at and uh, Maylor as he sort of follows Dan in, but they don't they don't stop him. They just sort of like lift this little growl, like they expected you to pay, but you sort of were able to sneak in with on on Dan's dime. Perfect. Okay. Inside is so you're coming. It's a sort of dark lit room. Now. It's actually a very large sort of ballroom space. There's a lot of tables around in the center, um, you know, four seat tables with little lights in the center, sort of glowing on the table. Like it's not a propped up light, but the center of the table sort of glows a little bit. Um, there are ladies performing on the left left wall. Like there is the stage that goes lateral most of the left wall um, with various ladies dancing in various levels of dress and undress. Um, to the right of the room, there is a bar. Um, there are booths sort of set up to each side of the bar with gentlemen behind tables peddling um, sort of whatever you would may want to buy. And behind each of them are armed guards. Um, 
and at the very rear of the room, you see a large black curtain with um, two more armed guards standing in front of that. Um, various places in the room, you can see various gaming tables set up. So in addition to your normal sitting and dining tables, there are, say, you know, like space pool tables, uh, various card games set up around. Um, and just it's it's pretty it's pretty busy um, and it's it's very low lit. A lot of um, sort of smoke in the air, sort of think uh, dark, um, speakeasy sort of atmosphere. Gotcha. Well, the first thing I'm going to look for when I walk in is I'm going to just peer around the room, see if anybody jumps out at me. Like if anybody, what's my contact look like? Um, you don't know. Um, you are familiar with, there tends to be a couple types of meetups. First, where you are to approach a contact. And then another where you are to meet a location and the contact is to approach you. And this is one where they are to approach you. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look to see where the, because uh, I'm assuming everybody is using uh, like gambling chips. Some Most places, yes, are using okay. a, a house currency. There are, um, you can, you know of a few places in the back where they would be using like cash. Well, first thing I'm going to do is find a uh, look around the room and find the money changer that cash, changes cash to chips and vice versa. That would be a uh, right next to the door. There is a squat humanoid that you would recognize as a Chorian. Chorians are um, you get much fewer of them on um, Dramata than you do. Physians, like you get quite a bit of Physians, sort of come and go. But Chorians um, are small, red skinned, um, red to brown. Like, you know, depends on the um, sort of area of Choria they're from and that kind of thing. Um, very strong, very strong. They have big, wide arms, but they don't move that fast um, on ground. They're sort of best in the trees of Choria. Um, and he's sort of sitting behind the table, sort of wearing like a um, cloth leather garb um, with his hands up on the table, sort of tapping his 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 hands against the, the wood of the table, sort of looking at you, waiting. Good afternoon, my good Chorian. He sort of grunts. Uh, I'd like to get chips for this, please. And I reach into uh, a little pocket on the inside of my vest and it's just a tiny it's a small like bag like you'd get or you know just a little bitty velvet kind of bag mm-hmm. i reach out and there's one stone in it and it's a it's a very raw uncut emerald mm. nah. and he pulls it off the table and he he sort of counts out and he he gives you a small stack of chips um in various assortments there's some blue green and red um red being the highest price green mid price blue low price you have roughly um, you have a decent, decent gambling stack ahead in front of you, but nothing okay. crazy, nothing extravagant. Well, yeah, that's, I will turn around to uh, Satan and be like, if you want to blend in here, you're going to need to get some chips. So I approach the, um, the Chorian fellow and, uh, hand him, um, a few gold pieces in exchange. <laughs> we have a minimum cash out around here, pal. And sort of slides the, the, the gold back at you. And looks at you for a minute. And I take out a larger handful of gold. Hey, and he pulls that into his little his little um tray and hands you out a stack of chips much smaller than 
than that that Daniel got. Huh. Well. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, my guitarian. We're and I'm gonna take one of the uh, the medium guy chips out and I gently slide it over the table and say, "Where are the good games at?" Well, we've got some gentlemen playing three stack in the back. You have to get past Jerry. You'll have to know the code word on that one. Or you have three kings on the main floor. The table looks to have a couple empty spots. That's a good game. And there are, of course, your standard games of skill. You have to, again, talk to Jerry and know the password. And lastly, there's dice. But chances are you're not going to be able to play dice. Busy day. Much, much appreciated. And he sort of grunts and takes the chip and sort of pulls um, four or five of those gold pieces that uh, that <clears throat> that Maylor gave gave him, puts them in his pocket. I'm gonna go out into the floor and look around. All right, um, you see sort of what you expect: people playing games, um, mostly humans. You don't. There's not a lot of uh, Fizians don't like to gamble. Um, there are a couple Chorians, maybe you know one or two. Um, but so, everybody, not a lot of people eyeball you. They're sort of paying attention to what they're doing, whether that be um, participating in the intake of um, various uh, alcohols and supplements at their table, watching the girls perform or um, playing whatever game they have going at their table. I have a question for Dan Obier. Okay. So now that we're here, um, why don't you tell me exactly who we're looking for? We don't know. Are they supposed to just come to you? Yes. Hmm. Now, they're only expecting you, right? I would assume so. Okay. Um, I think it'd be best if you were kind of in the open. Um, and I was... I was uh, what? If you were, like, out in the open, like maybe in the uh, the center tables where the Chorian fellow suggested. You have a lot kind to of learn, sides. My contact, the last place he's going to be looking for me, is going to be in the open. He's going to look for someone who's off to the side, who's not drawing a lot of attention to himself. Anyone who does draw, who is in the open, obviously is not the kind of person he wants to entrust his business to. I make a fair point. So perhaps I should be out in the open. That might be a little better. Just keep an eye out and uh, come over to me if you see something suspicious. Or better yet, I have a really good job for you, Satan. I'm going to take one of my uh, probably medium to high value chips out of my little stack. I'll say, here, take this. Look around the room. Find the performer, the performing girl, who has the biggest crowd. And if she's by herself, give her this and tell her to send to my table anyone looking for a job that needs doing. Sounds easy enough. So I take your chip and I start walking around the facility. I'm just gonna find a corner table on the dark side and go have a seat. All right, so I'm looking around. There's, you know, dozens of tables, various amounts of uh, people being entertained. Mm -hmm. um, I come to uh, one table that is particularly crowded. Okay. Um, everybody is just they're going crazy. You know that that seems to be the table to be at. Okay. Um, they are playing what appears to be a card game of sorts. Um, the dealer has a uh, four stacks of cards, and he deals out cards from each deck to each person. 
they sort of look at their hands, place bets. Um, the dealer then, off of the fourth deck, reveals a card. They place bets again. He reveals a deck, a card off the first deck. They make their final bets, and then whoever has, assumingly, the better or highest uh, value hand wins. Um, and that's basically the game. All right, so uh, sit down and play a couple of hands of this game. Okay, We're waiting for it to quiet down. Um, you decipher it's it's called Two Towers, and it is incredibly easy. Well, for you to to count on. Um, you've you've determined that the two center decks have the highest value cards in them, with the the decks on the exterior having lower value. Now. 90% of the time, the first deck has a odd card. The last deck has an even card. And you are able to... Your your pile of chips is slowly getting much bigger. So I'm doing pretty well for myself here. Yes, a little little too much so. You're sort of... Uh, people, Other people at the table are starting to get a little upset at you. Huh. So is this... Um, this is good, though, because they're going to try to leave, right? Um. Yes, yeah, some people walk away. Yeah, I mean it's 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 sort of sl- slimming down to you and uh, one particularly uh, grumpy slash skilled Chorian and two other humanoids, um, a dark skinned fellow um, and a woman wearing a um, blue dress, older woman. Okay, so I observe uh, my my game opponents here for a few minutes. Um, and, and, um, they seem to understand the same intricacies of the game that you do. Um, the, the dealer has settled down on his flair that he was using to pull people to the table and is more, uh, more stern now because everyone at the table understands the full rules of the game, how it is played and how to win. So, um, he's trying to follow more formalities to avoid offending anyone. Okay. So now it's very, very serious. It's a very serious game now. All right. So let's, let's continue. All right. Well, you start to lose some, you win some, um, you, now that you, you know, you do have very, um, skilled opponents. Um, I'd say, you know, as time passes, you are netting money, but not at the rate you were when you first sat down, when there was all those chums there. Okay. That goes on for a while. All right. After I, uh, you know, I'm getting a little carried away here. I think, um, I remember what Dan wanted me to do, uh, which was, I think I'm fine. <laughs> Give this uh, chip to the dancer here. So, um, so you go over to the where the dancers are. Yes. All right. Uh, you notice uh, there are probably about a dozen girls up on stage. Um, one very typical sort of um, showgirl version of beauty: large blonde hair, large breasts, thin thin waist kind of thing. Um, she's actually you know in her thirties, forties. She's been doing this a while. But so she knows how to work a crowd. And ha- uh, she's the one with the largest sort of crowd at the moment. There are a few younger younger girls that do have substantial crowds, but n- obviously this woman is a fan favorite. She's a veteran. She's a fan favorite, yeah. And, All right, so... she, and it's amazing because she has more clothes on than the other girls. <laughs> wow. So I'm getting to thinking, how am I supposed to get her alone to give her this trip? There's so many people here. Okay. Um, and can I use uh, one of my skills to try to isolate use... her? This is my rule for role play. Okay, and this is um, in 
fate, it tends to be more encouraged to roll more often to give more bonuses for me to do more compels. But as long as I feel like the game is flowing well with um, efficient role play, then I won't stop or I won't ask for rolls or anything like that unless okay. you know, you're asking too much or I think you should. Um, but that being said, you are welcome to roll a skill to do anything at any point. Okay? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That option is always available to you. If you think it is applicable or can defend that it's applicable, then yes, roll that. Well, I, guess, I mean, I guess I could try to, you know, talk through it. Um, no, first. you are. I don't expect you to try and talk through it. If you don't know how to talk through it, then you can just flat out say, I want to use this skill to try and do this thing. You roll, I give you a result. So um, I don't want to make it seem like I expect you to talk through every situation. That's just sort of my stance. And I'm going to say that before people email us and say, you're, you're not rolling and doing compels and fate. Right. And it's like, no, <laughs> well, if people are role playing and they're comfortable with the role playing and I'm comfortable with where the direction's headed, then, you know, I'm just going to let it roll. That's, that's my just, style. Don't just shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, but you, you, uh, what would you like to do? Okay. I'm going to use, uh, my contact skill. Okay. Um, to, um, you know, I guess I make eye contact with the dancer, and uh, she recognizes me. She recognizes you. Yeah, I know her from somewhere. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, 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 okay. You've yeah, met yeah. her before. Okay. Yep. Um, and I kind of, um, you know, make roll. an eye, make an eye gesture. I guess. Roll like me. Eye movement. Roll me, roll me that. Uh, that context roll for it. Like, if you're going to use contact, then I need to roll. Okay. Roll me that, and we'll see if you have enough contacts. Like, you're good enough at this. So I rolled a minus three. Ooh, damn. Have, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Huh? She does not recognize you. I'm sorry, my friend. Well, I, like, have plus, I have a plus three because of the skill, though. So wouldn't that be a zero? Yeah. All right. So yeah. average. All right. So um, you recognize her from your days at university. Okay. Um, she sort of meets eyes with you and sort of recognizes you. Um, so she, you do get a lot more FaceTime from her now. Like she sort of looks towards you more often than other people. Like as she's trying to discern where exactly she knows you from or expecting you to do something. Okay. So, um, you know, just kind of enjoy the show for a while. Pervert. <laughs> well, what else? I'm trying to get her In attention. In the meantime, have, has anyone approached me at my table? Cause I've just been sitting here getting drinks and sitting on them. Um, You've noticed a few people enter that seem like they're searching, but there's more than one. You know this is a popular meeting place, so um, you just sort of eye them. Um, Check out the waitresses, you know the usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're. Um, they said the, to meet this this afternoon sometime, so um, you could wait another five minutes. You could wait another hour and a half. It's hard to say. Okay, I'll order another drink. You've had, you're starting to have quite a few drinks, so it's, it's getting a little tipsy, a little buzzy. Shirley Temple. Yeah. So it seems like the dancer over here still has quite a while um, on her shift, I guess. So I leave that area, head back to the gambling table. Okay. You go God back damn to. It, <laughs> you are watching. Like, him. I'm not interested in this anymore. I'm gonna go back to gambling. You are watching this. This. This struggle be real though, Daniel. Like you're just you're watching this be legit, just so you know. Um, I'm trying to get her attention, but it's not working. So I'm like, you know, I'll just she kept looking at done. you. You didn't do anything. What are you doing? I can make so many inappropriate comments, and I won't. Okay. Throw some money at her or something. So, 
You you just go back to game one. Okay, so maybe I did throw um, some money at her, and she actually comes over to me, and I can talk to her. She sort of leans down. She's not gonna lean down for long, but she sort of like gives you the the show, if you know what I mean. All right, and then uh, at that moment, um, when she's close enough, I pass her the chip. Okay. She leans over to give you another show. And um, I ask her, no, I tell her, um, anybody that's looking for work, um, send them over to my buddy Dan in that corner there. She sort of uh, smiles at you, looks up, uh, passes a wave across the room to, to Daniel, and keeps dancing. I tip my hat. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Um, after a while, she stops dancing and she goes and works behind the bar for a while. Um, you see her, um, strike up a few conversations and nod towards Daniel. Um, you do get a couple people that are approached that are looking for transport of, um, cargo to, um, one is looking for something to go to Strom Corporation's mining base. Um, a simple crate of, um... And they put this uh, sort of, I would use air quotes, but they're a little more professional than me, mining supplies. Uh, and then you also get a gentleman who claims to be one of the um, leaders, part of the uh, Sons of Dramata group, looking to uh, ferry someone, and he's very clear that this is someone, to... Um, to Fiza, yeah, Fiza, Fiza, yeah, Fiza, and you get a third, a woman that she says it's crystals. Who knows? To uh, Choria, but okay. all of them are offering around the same amount of money, except the um, the Dramata guy who says um, who offers you more. But it's well, not a um, person smuggling operation. It's more of a armored um, guard kind of thing. escort kind of thing. Yeah, it's not like well, you would be smuggling a person. Unfortunately, I mean, I don't think that um, having another person involved in my other nefarious activities is probably a good idea. Uh, if I'm going to be doing a smuggling mission, I don't need another witness. Yep. So um, I'm going to take the uh, job from the lady who wants me to go to Choria with a wink of course Okay. and I'm going to ask her how many uh, quote unquote crystals she wants me to transport okay uh, she says it's going to be uh, three crates worth three large crates uh... perfect perfect now what kind of crystals are they are we talking you know are we talking just regular uh, dromedon emeralds or are we talking the some of the more unstable on a molecular level stuff you get from Stromcore that if it gets shaken up too much like in an asteroid storm my ship is going down she looks at you and smiles and she goes uh they're standard emeralds of course of course of course but uh just in a hypothetical sense um is there any danger posed to my ship that I should be aware of because I promise you that there's not going to be any insurance in these if something bad were to happen. Oh, I'm quite positive that it will pose no threat to your ship, Captain. Okay, well then I think we can uh, work something out. If you want to go ahead and get me the details on a recorder or you just want to give them to me here now, then uh, I think we can do some business. 
uh, she passes you a tag of paper with coordinates and a small pouch with your payment. Oh, well, at least half of it. But you know, yeah, how I would that say goes. half up front, right? Yeah, you, you you know how that goes. Yeah, uh, I I just kind of I look over the chips or what she give me, pay me in emeralds or in 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 gold pieces. Gold pieces, surprising, surprising. You pay me in gold when you're giving me a shipment of emeralds, ma'am. Well, my clients are expecting a certain amount on their uh, arrival. I would hate for them to think that I took any. Mm. Wise precaution. I'm gonna take the and drop it into my. I'm gonna basically empty the the pouch into my normal belt pouch wallet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna give her on my little slip, my docking slip, to tell her where to have it delivered. And I'm gonna inform her. Don't worry about the paperwork. I already have that taken care of. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So after a while um, goes by, you see a um, man in a black sort of jacket, black pants, and like his collar sits really high. Um, not like a popped collar, but sort of like it sort of was fashionable towards the almost end. like a priest collar. Yeah, it's it was a fashion statement towards the end of the um the guild era. Like a lot of people still wear them. Generally, these were people that held some sort of status um prior Starch collars essentially. Uh, yeah, prior to the fall of the guilds, but um often a lot of these people still do in certain circles. So, um obviously a person of some level of no and importance. And he sort of comes right out, scans the room, walks right over to you, and he goes, um, your acquaintance will meet you in the back. You can bring your friend. And sort of, um, he scurries back uh, back to the back. I'm going to casually take a, wait a minute or two, you know, let, let some time pass between me and the conversation with this guy. I'm going to uh, get up, leave a, you know, a small chip, not not a medium, just a smaller chip for my as a tip for my uh, my waitress slash bartender. Okay. And I'm going to go collect Satan because I'm guessing he's still gambling. He's still gambling, and he he now has substantially more money than uh, when you left him. I would say uh, you've probably I would say you've doubled your investment um, at this point. There. Um, ah, Satan looks uh, like the tables have been kind to you, and I'm going to uh, make eye contact with the. Uh, with the dealer, which is you know clearly a sign of, um, is are we okay or do I need to uh, take care of some people's hurt feelings? Uh, <laughs> he's he's sort of um, as you get up, he goes, uh, tell your card counting friend not to come back, and sort of goes card back to counting. Oh, I'm sure there's no card counting going on here, my friend. I may just go ahead and buy everyone around real quick, and we can just keep a move on. He sort of uh, the the older lady and the um, the dark skinned gentleman happily oblige, and the um, the round the Chorian sort of shoes it away and sort of gives the uh, the uh, ye old stink eye. Don't worry, your table will not be troubled again, my good Torin. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Yeah. Well, they call themselves professionals; they can't handle a loss. Uh, and you start to walk towards the back at which point you see a, another dark skinned gentleman uh, not quite as big as the two two boys out front but this guy is off uh, the the boys out front were they were pure size this guy is pure muscle like think uh, think uh, Rikishi versus uh, John Cena kind of thing oh shit I got you <laughs> so um, he's sort of he's a big muscly dude 
Uh, and um, he goes, you've been cleared. No looking at the tables. Head straight to the office. And I appreciate Sort of slides the curtain back, eyeing the room as he lets you through. Um, you now enter the back half of the ballroom. This as large... I enter the back half of the ballroom, I'm going to slide my, my uh, sunglasses on so I can very subtly look around the room without anybody watching my eyes. Okay. What you see is um, it's, it is very much an extension of that first room, uh, almost a smaller version. There is a smaller bar, but the, um, the bottles behind the bartender are a lot fuller, a lot brighter in color. Um, the um, drinkware is a lot cleaner, a lot more expensive. There are fewer tables, um, fewer people at the tables, and on the stage are are more girls, three lonely, three dancers, but none of them have any clothes on. And um, it is much quieter back here. That curtain's very thick, but and everybody's very serious about their business. There are a few tables around where people are just having discussions that appear to be that sort of uh, gentleman's heated discussion where they're, they are arguing back and forth, but nobody um, is really screaming at each other quite yet. And that's sort of the back room. And on the other side, there is um, a large wooden door, which is rare to see around Dromeda. What is, is it? It's a large wooden door. So um, very, it's not metallic or composite. It's it's very ornate wooden door handcrafted. Somebody spent a lot of money to get this very imported. Expensive. Yeah. That piques my interest. I think I, I want to know more about that door. Well, that's where you're headed because that's the office. Oh. So, um... You keep heading towards the office. Just about as you get to the door, um, you hear a loud sound behind you, and one of those gentlemen discussions had gotten heated. Somebody had shot somebody, and um, the gentleman is now leaving um, with dead body laying on the table. Nice. At which point a couple guys come come out and start to clean up the body. I'm going to put my hand on the closest guard to me and point at the uh, table and be like, wow, man, you probably ought to check that out. Happens. And, and when he uh, he turns to look, I'm going to just basically unsnap the uh, the, the holster. Okay. Uh, he stole his gun? No, no, no I just, unsnapped my just, holster. Just, just opening oh. it. He sort of looks over and looks back at you, and he's like, it happens. And sort of ushers you into the, the office. Um, as you open the door to the office, this room is, you know, it's big for an office. There is, um, very lavish carpet. A lot of, um, you see some, what appear to be, um, trophies from, uh, some could be hunting trips on off-world planets. Some could be much older. Um, you see bookshelves to the left and right, a large desk in the center, um, with some seats in front of it and behind it since a, I would say particularly large man wearing a tailored suit and a cap, I would say sort of um, not quite um, top hat material, but like almost there. He is um, currently smoking a big old fat um, cigar. So like a bowler cap or just like a small um, not- top hat? I would say like a like a very shallow top hat. If you get what yeah. I'm saying. Like don't think of your like typical yeah, yeah, yeah. hat, but um that, that sort of style. Not a stove top, but an actual top hat. Yes, there you go. Um 
and smoking a cigar. Um, he appears to be younger than you would suspect somebody in such a powerful position to be. Um, probably early thirties at most. Um, he has, from what you can see on his hands, there appear to be sort of tattooed markings coming out of the sleeves. Um, his hands are just fucking hams, man. His hands are huge. Um, he's, you know, like I said, he's a pretty thick man. Um, doesn't appear to be that muscular, but you know, he's, he's big. Um, and he sort of, um, takes a cigar out of his mouth and goes, sit down. We have business to talk to talk about. And, um, as he motions, um, as you sit down, Daniel, um, he sort of marks his, I wasn't expecting you to bring company, but it's fine. Oh, this is just an old friend I ran into. He's uh, decided to help me with a couple of odd jobs here and there. Funny. You got nothing to worry about me. A lot of old friends try and kill me. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm sure they have some misunderstanding, I'm sure. Oh, well, most of them, I killed their parents. Oh, I'm I'm, sure they deserve it. I'm kidding. I haven't killed any parents, just a few siblings. Okay. And <laughs> let's let's get down to business. Okay. So we're gonna cut over to um Jason. Okay. So you've been walking towards those coordinates. You come around and you see a dark alley with um two very large men standing with um on either side of a busted up red door. Nicholas. Wait, what what's going on? Oh Jesus. Uh you have been waking your way towards those like, coordinates. I'm you... not going to lie. Like, there was like 30 minutes where it was just everybody else doing shit. So I zoned out. That's fine. Uh, there is a, you, you walk up on an alley with you see two very large men standing on either side of a busted up red door. All right. So I can tell that it matches the, the red rectangle on the card. Kind of. Well, the red rectangle on the card is very v- bright and vibrant, and it's just a rectangle. So, I mean, it's sort of if you were to think like a like a modern like card i guess you could make the correlation yes okay uh well then i i approach the two gentlemen they sort of step in to close off your way to the door and sort of look down at you expectingly uh good afternoon they don't say anything ladies uh like i said there's nothing on the card about what the fuck this place is right nope all right uh well i just flash up the card and say i have an invitation they still don't say anything so they're blocking the doorway. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. I wish I was paying attention to how the fuck Daniel got in. But then I couldn't use his information anyway. No. Um Alright. Is there anybody around here? Nope. It's pretty it's pretty desolate. Alright. Uh can I bribe them to come in? What do you bribe them with? Uh I'm assuming money. Okay, well describe this to me. Good God, Nick. God damn it. <laughs> Like, I don't know what the fuck this place is, so they won't talk to me. Uh, let's see. So, like, I'm half tempted to just kill him. Just get it over with. Okay. But then that's not going to be good on my way You're back out. Is it broad daylight or is it nighttime now? Uh, down in the down in the lower levels, it's almost always looks like nighttime. Only light yeah, is yeah. the light from street lights and building lights and that kind of stuff. Neon. All right, then. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to attempt to kill them. Alrighty then. Let's see here. Let me do this thing. Right. Okay, 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 okay. Let me just 
write down some stuff. Stop trying to kill people, Nick. He's an assassin. Look, it's been a long day. Kind of tired. I had to deal with some shitty kid. And I'm not in the mood. If these guys had been cordial, I'd be like, uh, alright, let's talk. Well, they haven't been rude. No, they've been doing their sure job standing there. I've addressed them, and they haven't addressed me back. That's considered rude. Maybe they don't speak English. Maybe they're not trusted to say anything. They could be too dumb. Well, they're too dumb to live, evidently. So. Okay. Alright. So, let's go down to here. Guard 1, guard so 2. Somebody had to do combat, so we knew what the hell we're doing in the future. Guard 1, guard 2. Okay. All right. Uh, they each have uh, two aspects. First is uh, uh, trained guard, and the other one is large, large, just very large. That's good to know. And again, hey, they or you can evoke those aspects in some way to try and get a bonus by spending a fate point, of course. Okay. Do we even have any right now? Uh, you start every game with your refresh. So whatever your refresh is is the number of fate points you currently have. Well, you didn't tell us to put anything in there, did you? Um, I don't have anything there. You should have when we establish your um, the number of uh, skills you have. Yeah, I have three. So three is the default, unless you took more skills than I mean, more um, stunts, then it would take your refresh down one. Oh, okay. What? How many stunts can we have? How many stunts? Like without reducing the refresh, I have three. It was oh. three. Yeah, three and three. Okay, so that- so you could go four, two, or five, one if you wanted to, but we I said three and three is the best. Okay. So right, um, one second. What is your? I need to pull up the skill list. Sorry, just give me a second. What is your notice? Plus one. All right. So that means you go first. The way um, fights work is you roll an attack with a f- attack based skill, whether that be fight, provoke, or shoot. Um, and then they roll a defense with a defend roll based on a proper skill. Okay. Um, okay. And then the difference on the that is the amount of damage you do or the amount of damage they do to you. Understand? Oh, okay. And each point of damage as a consequence up to severe and then they die? or um, No, I will tell you when they go down. Is that the physical um, stress thing? Yes, it depends on the stress because uh, monsters or, or enemies have their stress works a little different than yours. So I'll tell you when they go down. Okay, well, my first thing is going to use Coup de Gras, where I spend a faint point to add plus three to my first attack. Okay. All right, you taking the left one or the right one first? Uh, doesn't matter. Yep. All right, well, can I, can I, I guess, investigate to see which one seems more nope, dangerous? Nope, initiated combat. All right, what the fuck ever, Brent? Well, no, it's just, one. they're two different people, so I just need to know which one left you're one. attacking. Jesus. Yeah, all right, go for it. And Coup de Gras gives you plus three to fight. Yes. Uh, so I rolled a minus two plus one blank. So that's minus one. So it's total six. All right. So you rolled a six fight. He's going to use um, his very large plus um, spending his fate point um, and roll to give a, himself a plus two bonus on physique to defend. All right. Okay. 
so roll 40, yeah. So he gets a three plus three. So he's a six, so it's a tie. So you don't um damage him. I call fucking shenanigans. Well you can you can ask Marcus, he sees I rolled three pluses and a zero. Yep. So, Alright, whatever. I mean plus he only had a three bonus. So, I mean, it just worked out that way. It's a tie. You don't do damage, but you have a boost for your next attack. Okay? So you get a plus one on whatever you do next. Great. All right. So he will then... That's um, an ass whooping coming. ...attack you with his fight skill. So he has no bonus on that. Um, roll 40, yeah. He has two. That's a skill. Uh... He is coming at you with a two on fight. So now you defend with a reasonable skill. All right. Um, I'm going to attempt to dodge out of the way with athletics. Okay. Let me make sure that's appropriate for athletics. I'm assuming otherwise, what, tank it with physique? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Athletics. So, yeah, you're trying to get out of the way. That's cool. All right. I have a plus three and athletics, and then I roll the plus three. So, so, six. so you defend. No damage to you. All right. Um, the right one. Is coming in with a fight roll. Brings his ham fist down on you. Tries to grab you. All right, <laughs> coming at you with the two. I'm fight. Okay. Uh minus plus plus plus. So it's a two. Okay. Plus three is five. So you easily avoid his his ham his ham fist. All right, back to you. Well, attack. Using. Uh, fight. Okay. You want to describe? This works better. Best if you kind of describe what you're trying to do instead of just like. All right. So my first go around was, um, an attempt to sucker stab. I guess. Okay. Instead of sucker punch. Uh, and I was aiming for the left guy's throat, but obviously he was a little bit too quick for me. And moved out of the way. Uh, so I would say he was just too big. Like your arms weren't like long enough and fast enough to get to his throat before he was able to block block you. All right, that's fine. Um, then so as I missed with my dagger slash, I spun and backed away, avoiding both of their attacks coming at me. Okay. Um, and now I'm going to lunge at the guy at the left's gut with both of my daggers. Okay. And you roll a... Rolled a, a one, I guess, technically. I'm just going to say what the at the sum is. is that... Yeah, that's what I want. Okay, you so I got five total. All right. So he is going to try and grab and stop your fist before you hit him, like pull your arms together and stop you. He's going to roll athletics. Ooh, negative one. So you... um beat him by a seven which is very good wow i think uh something happens when you do that but we'll figure that out later i'm gonna get a plus one for my last thing too yes so you um you beat him uh he's not dead yet he just takes a massive wound you get to i think you get to create an advantage since you um succeeded with style that may be accelerated edition but i'll have to look it up and we're just gonna i'm just gonna rule it is right now you get to create a advantage based on your attack. All right. So what does that mean? So that creates a, um, a tag, an aspect on the scene that you can cash in 
or on the scene or yourself or temporary. It's a temporary aspect that you could cash in on for a bonus and you get two based on your, the amount you succeeded by, you get one free invoke of that aspect. You understand what so, I'm telling you? So what that would just give me a bonus to any thing. Like if I'm defending if or attacking you, or whatever, you have to justify the aspect that you want to create and then be able to justify the use of that aspect. You understand you have to sort there has to be some justification there. Okay. Like it's just not so, for willy nilly. All right. So as, as I stab this guy, blood sprays on my face. And so the aspect will be menacing. So, if anybody's attacking me, I look more intimidating. So they'll take a, like, I guess. You're trying to gain yourself a bonus. Like, you're not going to be able to hamper their ability to do anything. Oh, okay. Well, then I get a bonus. Don't try and explain the bonus, okay? All right. Explain all right. the situation. All right. So I got blood all over my face, and I look more scary. All right. Covered in blood. Aspect. Covered in blood. You have one free invoke of that. All right. Which your guy should, it's probably freaking the fuck out. Let's be fair. My guy? Yeah. Isn't he like a germaphobe? Yes. Yeah. He would be terrified of that. No, I'm just dainty. I'm pretty sure it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. What it's happened? Fine. Never mind. It's fine. Maybe you're right. I can't remember. You should have your character sheet right. What's your concept? Dainty assassin. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Then we'll just. Not germaphobe. I think that's what you initially pitched, though. Yeah. And then everybody's like, you're like, that's dumb. I'm like, all right. For ex- very specific, uh, like examples like this, that would be a problem. All right, um, so you do that. Then the one that's wounded is going to is going to come at you with his fight skill using his. He's going to provoke. Um, well, he can't hear to use this thing. Um, he is going to just come at you with fight. All right, I rolled a minus one, so it's a two. He's got a two on his fight. Uh, what are you using to defend? Like he, he kind of like you've you've done rifty moping, and now he's just like coming at your face. Uh, athletics again. All right. So as you try and like push or dodge out of the way, he manages to sort of swat you back a little bit, not dealing any damage, but he sort of pushes you off balance. So he has a he has a um, a bonus for his next thing. All right. The time. All right, other guys coming at you. Now he's gonna provoke. Uh, he's going to um, provoke his uh, violent using his fate point to get a bonus on this roll, so plus two. So I got to beat a four. No, you got a two. You got to beat a two because he rolled a negative two. Oh, that's fine. I rolled a negative one again. So, so it's a tie again. Two. Yeah. All right. Uh, again, as he, it's sort of the same thing happens. They've done batted you back and forth. They, you're sort of wibbly wobbly between the two of them um they each have a bonus coming at you next turn so that's fine all right your turn again um all right fuck so i've been kind of am i pushed backwards from both of them is like a triangle or Um, was i like wedged between them both well now the fight's like in the alley so like you kind of got pushed back and forth like a like a like a uh schoolyard bully fight where you're like the little kids getting pushed between the two big kids Okay. Um, I guess in this situation, I'd go low. So um, I'm going to attempt to hamstring the left guy. The one you've already hit once? Yes. Okay. With my fight skill of four. And I roll the plus minus blank blank to zero. Okay. So a total of four? Yeah. All right. 
he's gonna defend with his um physique on that one. Like he's just gonna try and like take it like a man. What's the difference between athletics and physique? Physique athletics is sort of like Nick said, your ability to bounce and move around and sort of assert physical dominance, right? Physique is your your constitution, your endurance, your um stature, if you will. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so if I wanted to punch somebody, I would use athletics. Um yes, except athletics is not a fight skill. Fight so is a fight a skill. skill. Got it. Um you you have three fight skills. You have shoot, provoke, and fight. And provoke is an emotional yeah. attack. So like if we did an emotional combat, you would fight using provoke. But since none of us really yeah. took provoke, we're not really going to keep track of mental stress unless you guys fight an enemy that's attacking your mental stress, which is possible. Um, all right. So um, he, uh, yeah, your mother yeah. is ugly. Yeah, he has a uh, three. So you're going to hit him for one stress, and he goes down, 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 down. You swipe your swords across the backs of back of his legs, and he sort of tumbles forward hitting the ground in a big heap and mess of blood. Great. Uh, now the right guard's going to come at you. He's going to be using that bonus. Like now you're still sort of reeling from being pushed around. You're a little dizzy and he's coming at you big and hard with a big fat uh, hand okay. of justice. Rain on. <laughs> Ham of justice. For a two. For a two. Um, well, I have a three, and I rolled a two, so I got five. All right. Uh, you shrug it off. All right. I'm going to fight him. Okay. Got a plus one, so it's a five. What are you doing? Um, I guess I will burn that uh, thingamajig. I got the covered in blood thing. Okay. Make it a six. All right. So a seven, sorry. Um, as the guy, the other guy collapses, um, and we'll, like there's like his blood spraying everywhere and everything, um, and I I kind of I steal myself and I take the blow from this guy where he just hit me, mm-hmm. um, and because I kind of I don't really move too much from that like it's like it's like it it seems like it didn't affect me at all, mm-hmm. um, cu- coupled with the blood that's just glistening off of my body, uh, I look. I can imagine I may look like a demon out of some nightmare. Okay. Um, so as I leap towards him, um, after having dispatched his friend, um, I would imagine that uh, it causes him to like second guess himself. So I get a, a little bit of an advantage when I go to attack him. Okay. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. You sort of, you surge off the adrenaline of it. That's fine. No, sure. Just... All right. That, that's a better description. Fine. Because um, I mean, you you can't really impose a negative on him. It's more yeah. Like you gain a bonus. So. All right. So what was your total roll? Six. All right. He's using. Yeah. He has a two athletics. He tries to like put his hands out in front of you to kind of like push you away from the attack, and um, you come through with fucking a bajillion stress, um, cutting through his hands into his chest, and he sort of uh falls forward onto you. Uh is he still alive? No, he's dead. You're now underneath a very large dead um bouncer. Oh. Right. <laughs> um well I attempt 
to get him off of me and, and remove myself from underneath the bouncer. Okay, you are now not underneath the bouncer. Bouncer, but, fantastic. Uh, you are covered in blood. Uh, can I loot their corpses? Or check for? Can I investigate to see if they have anything valuable? Okay, roll me investigate. I right, got a one. Uh, you find their clothes. Uh, all right. Well, then I attempt to get as much blood off as I can with the clothes, and then throw them on the street. Okay, you do okay. Like, uh, it's serviceable. Hopefully, it's dark in there. All right. Well, then I walk into the door. Okay. You walk into the door, and you uh, you had zoned out for when I described the thing to them, weren't you? Um, I know it's like a, a club casino type thing. It's, it's, it's like an underground. Like, imagine a dark, smoky, speakeasy with strippers and gambling. Oh, okay. So a Thursday for Nick. Um, <laughs> a, a small red... Uh, dude at a table next to you when you walk in the door sort of grunts at you. Mm. I grunt back. All right. And sort of... Uh, uh, he's the one that dispenses the chips? Yeah, he's he's standing, sitting at a desk with a bunch of chips to his, his left and a safe, safe to his right. All right. Um, uh, what What's the exchange rate here? What do you mean exchange rate? I'm your exchange rate. Minimum's buy-in's a thousand gold pieces. All right. Well, uh, do I have a thousand gold pieces? No. Okay. Um, I guess I say I'll be back and just like enter the place. Like, is he gonna stop me? No. All right. Let's go exploring then. All right. As you walk around, uh, there's people dancing, people gambling. There's a large black curtain in the back with what appears to be uh, another bouncer. Um, there are um various armed guards um, poised at certain places within in this area. All right. Uh, on second thought, I'm going to go back to Red Guy and ask him or tell him I'm looking for Big J. I don't know who you're talking about. All right. What about Jackie Ernest? Who? It's not wise to come in here asking questions like you own the joint. Uh, well, I'm not the smartest guy. Anyway. Obviously. Thanks for the help. Fuck off. Back. Uh, you can fuck yourself too, whatever, buddy. Um, all right, so I guess I'll just like try to eavesdrop around people. Um, nobody's really talking about anything, um, except for what they're trading in, what they're doing. Um, you do sort of catch the glimpse of um two familiar people sort of pass through a curtain in the back, though. All right. Uh, I'm assuming that curtain in the back is guarded. Yep. Large John Cena-looking fella. All right. I'll... I will approach him and tell him I'm I'm with them and attempt to walk back through there. Hey, he puts his arm out in front of you and says, no, you're not. Enjoy yourself, but not here. All right. Um, Well, then, uh, can I make a burglary attempt to take chips off of tables discreetly? Okay. Or that'd be stealth. Uh, You can use either for this. I'll allow either. All right. Uh, Roll the three. Uh, you managed to pick up uh, a decent amount of chips, sort of like sliding them off the tables as you walk by. No one seems to notice. Okay, is there a table available that has the like a a, a view of the curtain? Almost all of them have a view of the curtain. The curtain is like that entire wall, um, really. But it's not just a doorway; it's a giant wall. It's a giant curtain. Like imagine okay. a very large, heavy curtain separating these two these two seconds. Well, then- how the hell is this dude wa- watching the whole curtain? That's his job, is to watch the whole curtain. 
So he's, uh, is he standing to the side of the curtain and then looking? Yeah, he's he's to one end, sort of like watching across sideways, like towards the bar area. Okay. Uh, so what games are they playing at these tables? Um, there's games with dice. There's various card games. Um, one or two of which you recognize. All right. Um, I will go play a game that I recognize. All right. You sit down at the table. Um, this one, the dealer has one deck and he, um, it only really one person plays at a time. So he sort of works his way around the, the table until he makes it way back around. Whoever had the, um, highest score across the table wins. And essentially what happens is the, um, dealer deals you a card and you tell him if you want another, um, another card or you want to keep your score. Okay. And this game is, is called this blackjack. No, it's called the bird and the stone. So you win automatically if you can match, if you can get a bird card and a stone card. Okay. Those are worth the most, but if you get two birds or two stones, you instantly lose all of your points and the points are dictated on the face value of the card. So you can win either by getting a bird and a stone or by collecting a set number of any of the other, um, objects on the cards. And it's sort of, um, yeah. So that's no max hand. There's no max hand. You just keep going until you get doubles. Mm -hmm. All right. That's cool. So, um, it is the most chancy of the games there are. There's really, um, there is some skill to it. Um, the more you play the game, you get more intuitive of it. It's harder to count because it is a huge deck of cards, like, you know, probably a hundred or so cards sitting in front of the dealer and he's just pulling and playing. It's, it's one of the easiest games for the house to rig also. That's fine. I'm not really here to win money. I'm just watching the curtain. Okay. Um, you know, every now and then, um, the bouncer will let people in and out of the curtain. Um, about five, six. Like, can I, can I notice any like similarities between these people? Mm, they depend. They appear to be high rollers. Okay. So can I deduce that I need a lot of money to go back there? Or is that, that I don't have enough information or, um, you could make that assumption. Okay. I wouldn't say that that's a fact though. Like, okay. That's something your character could assume for sure. Um, after I'd say about 10 minutes go through, um, some more people enter the building. You see them, um, you hear some commotion behind you and, um, the red guy starts to motion towards a couple of the armed guards. Um, do I know this about me yet? Uh, if you wait and find out, uh, he waits for the guards to get to him. He sort of, um, tells them to look outside and they step outside for a minute. How many guards are there? Well, in the room total, about a dozen. The two he called two to him. To to him. Okay. Is anybody? Do any of the patrons make a note of this? No. Okay. Um. When they come back in, um, you see some more talking, and he sort of gestures towards you. All right. Um. Is there like a restroom here? Probably. Yeah. I guess there's probably a restroom. All right. Well, then I will get, excuse myself from the table and go to the restroom. Okay, you go to the restroom. You're in the restroom. Okay, I'm assuming the guys are going to follow me here, though, right? Uh, it's a single-person restroom. Is the door? So the door locks itself. What's that? The door lock. Like you can lock. How the big door. is it? I mean, it's like imagine a small restroom, one-person restroom. Okay. Um, I don't lock the door. Okay. 
As time goes uh, by, nothing happens. So not, nothing happens? I just wait in here and nothing happens? No. All right. If I crack the door, do I see anybody outside? You see about half a dozen armed guards standing in front of the door. That's cool. All right. Uh, what have we got in, going on in the bathroom? Anything I can use? Um, there's a toilet, a sink, um, a ceiling, some walls. Mirror above the sink appears to be attached pretty firmly. It's tile ceiling. A tile ceiling, like in a, like an office. Sure. So it, I can move a tile and climb up there. Sure, that sounds like a good idea. All right. Well, then now I will lock the bathroom door and then uh, flood the toilet and then climb up through the ceiling. Okay. You hear some uh, some door rattling behind you. Um, you keep crawling, keep crawling. Which direction are you crawling? Uh, well, was the wall with the mirror like against? The, the furthest wall yeah towards like uh i mean a lot of buildings are cr- like connected so like you could head back towards like the entrance to the club you can head towards like the dancer stage i'm gonna head towards the curtain area okay you're headed towards the curtain area you crawl 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 you get about you get most of the way there um before you hear like gunshots and um more noise. Um, you still don't hear a lot of um, commotion from the patrons downstairs. And um, you sort of hear some yelling behind you. Like behind me up in the ceiling or just behind me through the hole in the ceiling? Behind the hole in the ceiling. So from in the bathroom, I can hear the voices reverberate through? Yep. Okay. Uh, keep crawling forward. All right. Um, you start to hear some noise coming from the hole. Like they sort of realize that you've gone up there and but at this point you've pretty much reached the area behind the curtain okay uh i'm assuming it's dark up in here right very dark but all right like if it's if it's hanging tile um ceiling then you can sort of see light sort of cracking through the tiles though it's enough to sort of guide your way by okay um i i guess i loosen one of the tiles in front of me and peek through there and see what i see all right, you see um, uh, another half of this room. There appears to be fewer tables, um, three naked dancers, a much fancier bar, um, and two. There aren't really any guards back here, um, aside from the one that was at the curtain. So this side's kind of, kind of sparse as far as. So the curtain guard is not not on the opposite side of the curtain anymore. He's behind this. Yeah, curtain? he's on the other side, the side that he would admit people through. Okay. And um, at the other side of the room is a large steel wall with a large ornate wooden door leading to another room. Um, can I make it my way that way through the ceiling? Um, you can, If you get over there, you realize that the ceiling to that room is solid. Like that is a safe room of some kind almost. Okay. Um, well, then I stealthily drop down from the ceiling. All right. Roll me stealth. Uh, three. Okay. You managed to drop down from the ceiling, only making enough noise to sort of distract a few patrons. They sort of get up and they sort of look at you, but then they go back to getting high or gambling. They don't really fucking care what you're doing. They're just making money and getting high. All right. Um, so I don't notice them yet, right? Did they go back to that back room? Yeah, they're in the back room. Okay. Uh, and there's no guards, just dudes? Just patrons. There's a guy behind the bar. Um, you Did see he him. notice me? 
nope, you see another guy in a funky collar sort of scurrying around from table to table like, how was your stay today? That kind of kind of doing that kind of thing. Gotcha. He, okay. he didn't notice you either. All right. Uh, well, then I will go to the door and test it and see if I can open it. It. Uh, do you try and open it? All right, what are you doing? I'm seeing if it's locked. So I try to open it, I guess. The knob turns. All right. I enter the room. Okay. Inside is a very large, very fancy office. Um, <laughs> appears to be some some trophies on the walls, like uh, hunting trophies, like skulls, pelts, that kind of thing. Two very large bookshelves, very lavish carpeting, um, some wingback chairs, a very large wooden desk, and a very large man in a well-tailored suit and a top hat, smoking a cigar, sitting across from um, two people, but it's hard to tell who they are at this point in time. Um, we'll take it back to, to Dan and Marcus. God damn it, Nick. Uh, you what? are, you are, um, look at my job. So, uh, he goes, so gentlemen, I have a job for you. Okay. To tell. Well, I have this here envelope and he puts an envelope on the table. It's hard to plain sort of manila looking envelope. I need you to deliver this to uh, Strom's drilling platform. Mm, interesting. It's very important that it does not end up in any hands except for the scientist that I'm sending it to. He's one of my guys and no one else gets it. Do you understand me? I understand. Um, what kind of uh, compensation are we talking here? I pick up the envelope and kind of heft it. Um, it feels like there is some sort of data device inside, some sort of external storage device. Um, he goes, well, you'll be compensated enough for your travels. I will cover expenses and time spent. But as you can see, the package isn't large. No one knows about it except for my intended receiver. And it's just very important that it gets there fast. Well, I'm sure my reputation precedes me or we wouldn't be talking. I have the fastest, uh, shall we say, delivery service that uh, you can afford. Your handler's reputation precedes you. Mm. I so well, much prefer not to deal with freelancers. I generally entrust my own men to this. So obviously you don't trust your men with this particular piece. No, my men are busy. There's, there's a target in town, and I have them on that. Well, as I'm sure you're aware, I half my payment up front. Of course. The rest to be secured upon delivery. I don't, and when I say upon delivery, I mean I, I hand the package over and I receive payment. There's not going to be any me running back here, me running to a third party. It needs to be in my account or in my hand when I hand the package off. Yes, as I would expect. Who do you think you're talking to here? And hey, it's sort of I have to go over all the rules. You'd be surprised, sir. Let's make this clear. In this district, I make the rules. Yeah, I don't think you want to anger him. So I will pay you what I think you need to be paid, and I'll pay you when I think you need to be paid. Are we clear? I'm going to roll the parcel over. Just ponder. Let us be clear. 
if we do good business now, more business will come in the future. I have money and I have means and I have jobs that need to be done. But if you can't handle this or won't handle this, then that will also be taken care of. Are we in clear terms, Captain? Crystal, sir. Okay. Now, let's talk a little more about exactly how much you'll be making. And he opens up a drawer. And as soon as he opens up that drawer, you hear a door open behind you. In that door is Jacian. Oh, this isn't the restroom. What are you doing here? <laughs> they turn to face you. Uh, what do you do, Nick? <laughs> I said, uh, have I already said this isn't the restroom? Yes, are you immediately closing the door? Uh, I kind of stand, like, I've, I've peaked, like, I'm halfway in, halfway out kind of thing. Like, I'm still in, in between the door and the frame. And then I'm assuming Maylor just turned around and said, what am I doing here? Yep. Uh, you don't even, like, no shock. No, like, oh, this guy's here again. Okay. Um, I could say the same for you. I don't know if Daniel, Daniel's turned around yet. I've turned around. Uh, well, I at least turned my head enough to see who it is. So I could recognize who you are, I guess, Brent. Can I see them now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, what am I doing here? I could say the same about you two. Uh, my eyes kind of widen, but I don't really have a response here. I'm just looking at him like, are you serious? As as that happens, uh, the man in the weird collar comes in. He sort of pokes his head behind uh, um, Nicholas. He goes... Um, Mr. J, there's a disturbance up front. Is this gentleman uh, uh, disturbing you? Mr. J, huh? And at this point, uh, the man behind the desk stands up. He's very large, almost uh, seven feet tall. Um, again, sort of thick. Hard to tell if he's muscly um, or not. Uh, you can see more of the like the sleeves on his arm come pull up. You can see more um, like tattoos on like coming out from underneath his his um like sleeves there um nicky would recognize these as uh a marking placed upon certain um trained assassins of the um dark messiah so he's obviously well versed in combat to have these high ranking markings on him um he sort of says um he addresses you as May I ask what you are doing in my office right now? Um, all right. So before I say anything, I put my hands over the weird dude's mouth and drag him into the room with me so that nobody can say anything to anybody. Okay. Um, and I say, well, I'm looking for you. That's not going to cause a riot or anything. I'm looking for you, Big J. Or should I say Jackie? And you found me. Now, I suggest you speak your business, and I better like it. Or you're gonna have to leave. In a body bag. <laughs> um, damn it! I was just about to say something. <laughs> All right. Um, totally brutal. Like I, I didn't just know his name, right? That's all I know about him. Not that he's specifically like tied to the Dark Messiah. I mean, I get that now from the tattoos, right? Yeah, you understand that he is a a crime boss in the area, and he is the con. He is the name dropped when you were trying to find out. Um, sort of a path to take to find out why all these assassins are after you. Um, Aside from, you know, the normal amount of assassins you would expect. So there's been an influx because yeah, of you, you, you feel like you have been shifted from a normal target to a priority target, and you do not know why. Okay. 
Um, well, I'm uh, I'm here concerning our uh, our mutual friend that I've been having to take care of recently. They seem to have uh, multiplied. He sort of squints and he goes, "Jason, I presume." Uh, no, you'd be mistaken. Then I don't know what friends you're talking about. I'm being sarcastic, asshole. Yeah, so uh, why are you sending more assholes after me? You know how this works, Jason. Someone tells me that someone needs to die. I make it happen. And it's been a long time since I've had to do my own wet work. But let's just call it a little warm-up. So is he going to attack me now? No, he just starts to sort of like... like uh. Unbut- he said do his own what work, so I'm like, he's, oh, he's, well, he's unbuttoning his sleeves, sort of rolling them up, sort of thing, revealing more of the uh, the 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 markings and sort of standing expectantly. And All right. Um, he's also kind of eyeballing you and then Daniel and then sort of fucking uh, uh, Maylor sort of assessing the situation. I'm going to yeah, put they- my hands in the air, like just kind of casually like, hey, I have no part in this. You showed him where I was, didn't you? Where who? I don't even know this person that's a lie well i don't know this person well i tip my hand he was not with us well it's awfully coincidental that you show up you have connection connections to this gentleman and then he shows up uh well to be frank uh my arrival here is completely unrelated to these two gentlemen well this is so true it's unfortunate all the same at uh, at which point he starts to he starts to, he's not really making his way around the desk but he starts to start a uh, walk over to um his bookshelf. Um, has he so has he arrived there yet? He's working he on just, it. All right, uh, I tell him that's fuck. I keep wanting to do third person. Um, hold up there, Mister J. What are you doing? You might want to might want to stop moving. What threat do you have on me right now, JC? And he keeps walking. Alright, um... I saw the package, I, right? Yes. I'm just gonna kinda tuck it into my vest pouch. Alright, uh, I obviously have inferred that he doesn't care about his employees, so I... Can I knock this dude out that I'm holding? Yep. Alright, I knock him out and throw him in the corner of the room. Okay. And then, can I use fight to throw a dagger? That would be shoot. Mr. What now? That would be shoot. I thought you said because it was in the same room that I could use fight. That's why I didn't pick up any shoot. Um, uh, like I thought you said shoot was only over. That does seem like shoot, Nick. Uh, that's 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 fair. I think I I did say that as long as it was, you know, he wasn't trying to take out a guy across like a fucking football field with a knife. I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> Rubber band, and yeah, because this is like maybe like six foot away, right? Okay, sure. Let me um, let me pull up his stats real quick before we go with this. Let's see, there's Alright. Give me a fight. Give me a roll. It's a five. Okay. He is going to roll Athletics. He has a five. So he uh the the knife sort of um cuts through his suit and sort of he sort of like moves his arm and like sort of swats it out of him and uh, then reaches over and pulls out <laughs> off the side of the bookcase from where you guys couldn't see before a very large energy cannon and turns to face it towards the room. 
Oh, I'm immediately going to dive around the other side of the table. <laughs> All right. We will now enter combat, and that is a great place for us to leave it and catch you next time. So let me pull up the outro here. Sorry, guys. All right. Let's see here. Is that beautiful, beautiful ska music? Okay. All right. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the RPG Show Presents. Tune in next time for more shenanigans and adventures and people doing dumb things. Um, you can visit our website at therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the RPG Podcast. Um, make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts, and we love you for it. You can also send us an email to podcast at therpgshow.com. Oh, you can visit the website. There's forums there. We talk to people. We love it when you talk to us. So, um, And until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Deuces. Bye, friends. But seriously, rating, re- review, you know, fucking forums. We really love you for it. Love you, Anderson. <laughs> uh, God damn.